Hey guys, T-Logs here, and in today's podcast, I'm going to be discussing why I believe Carmelo Anthony is no longer in the NBA, and why he no longer has a spot in the NBA, like on an NBA roster. And uh, just to start this off, I do want to apologize for last podcast, it was a little lengthy, I should probably clear that up. Um, Whenever I make a weekend podcast, I have a lot more time than like weekdays podcasts, so just expect the weekend podcast to be a little bit longer, they're not going to be that long, that one was more long um, because you know i had a special guest on there i had yosef and whenever i have like guests on there we can kind of talk about more we can kind of branch out because like when it's just me it's kind of hard to you know branch out to things you know but when you have an extra you know head you got extra minds to think about things and uh like he even brought up the top five mip and pgs and all that and that's kind of the reason why i you know started talking about that because that could have been an hour podcast and it went to like an hour 30 because he brought up those topics so like i said um the weekend podcast is going to be lengthy. Weekday podcasts are going to be very short. Not like, you know, they're not going to be really short, but they're going to be like 20 to 40 minute ranges. So I, I want to make them bearable during the weekdays. Because I know if I don't have a lot of time, you guys don't have a lot of time. So, you know, and during the weekends, you guys probably have a lot more time to listen to my podcast and all that. But um, today's going to be a very short podcast, probably 10 to 20 minutes. Not going to be too long. Um, it's going to be about Melo, like I said. And... All I want to say about that is I know it is outdated. I know so many people talk about Carmelo Anthony and like, you know, he hasn't been in the league in almost two years. Like he played the 10 game stretch uh, against the Rockets and that was early 2018, you know, the early 27, uh, early 2018, 2019 season early. So he's basically missed two, two seasons. And I know that's a long time and so many things have happened and, you know, he's been talked about he's the past you know so many people have talked about him people still bring him up and why he's not in the nba and all that but um really what happened was i was listening or i was watching a a video of kcp airballing right on a bleacher report and in the comment section they're kind of you know doing the typical hating of kcp calling him trash and all that stuff and one person in particular said that uh they should release him or like trade him and you know pick up mellow and you know that's it could be ignorant it could be smart whatever you want to call that uh people just hate kcp i didn't really care about the comment but it did remind me of carmelo anthony so that's why i'm talking about it and you know i know so many people have talked about it but when i was looking at the stats and i was looking up everything um because i really wanted to know what you know as a team how are they playing and i know stats aren't everything it's also fill of the game and i just wanted to know though like as a you know and i already know the fill of the game they looked you know they were, they were looking they were struggling but um as a team i wanted to see their stats from 2017 to 2018 and also 2018 to 2019 i just wanted to compare the stats and when i compared team stats and i compared you know uh the player stats they just you know it, it just boggles my mind on how they could scapegoat Carmelo so hard. And if you guys don't know, this is a biased reaction. I do believe Carmelo was scapegoated. I do believe that, um, you know, he deserves to be in the NBA still. You know, he's still a quality player. He averaged 14 in 29 minutes as a 34-year-old. You know, that's not the best, but like there's a lot more players that aren't gonna give you 14, five rebounds and all that in uh, 29 minutes. There's a lot of players that Carmelo Anthony is better than. And I mean, I mean a lot, you know, and whether it's his ego or whatever you wanna complain about, um, he's not bad and he's still a quality piece. I don't know if he's still been working. Um, he's 34, 35 right now. He's still a quality piece and uh, on any team. It doesn't even matter, like on any team. And I'm sure he would be happy to be picked up. He'd probably wanna be picked up by a, cont- a contender, but I'm just saying. 
whatever team he's going to be on, he'll do something for them. But besides the point, like I said, I was looking at the stats and it just boggled my mind. So if you guys do not know or you guys, you know, don't pay attention to stats as closely as I did when I made this, um... You know, the previous year, 2017, 2018, they started us. Uh, they they ended the fin- uh, end of the season 65 and 17. Now, in 2018, 2019, they went 53 and 29, I believe. So, you know, they had a lot more losses. They didn't have as much success, and um, I think it all caters to their struggles when they lost a reason Mute. And I'll talk about that later, probably like in 10 minutes, but I'll talk about it later. Uh, right now, I want to talk about Melo and his production and everything else. So as um, if you guys don't know, like I said, he played 10 games for the Houston Rockets, 10 games, and then he was out of the league. He played uh, in early October or late October and then early November. And in those 10 games, the Houston Rockets as a team went four and six. Now, that's not very well for a team that just went 65 and 17, just got, you know, um, third place. Uh, what is it? Uh, got to the, the Western Conference Finals, got three wins. We're so close to the finals. You know, four and six to start the season isn't, you know, uh, a good sign. You know, that's not something you want to see for, you know, um, a team that just got to the, you know, Western Conference was first in the NBA uh, Western Conference for the year, uh, the, the previous year, obviously. But uh, uh, for a team like that, that's not something you really want to see. And so I believe that they blamed, you know, uh, Melo. They blamed him hard and they saw that, you know, they saw him. Uh, they thought about his ego, about how he said he's not going to come off the bench when he was in OKC. And they scapegoated him. The media blamed him for the, the Rockets, you know, uh, struggles. And they did all of that. And um, what people forget, though is in those 10 games before he got released what people tend to forget I, I shall say or people don't know like straight up just don't know they don't know that you know and i think it also you know carries on because the season was so weird last year like people forget that Melo was in the league last year literally he was in the league last year like so many things happened like Kawhi, you know uh Kristaps trade all of that stuff you know so many things just happened you know luca and trey young battling all that stuff like i said so many things happen that you know harden 36 points per game Giannis mvp like i said uh, that's besides the point <coughs> so many things happened so many things that people tend to forget that um he was on the team but people also tend to forget or don't know that um during that 10 game stretch cp3 missed two games because of the rondo fight like that was early in the year like because lebron signed the lakers like there's so many stuff that you just forget you know carmelo was in the league anyway but um people forget that chris paul did not play two games for the rockets and you guys can bash chris paul all you guys want but he's a great player he's having 16 and 5 right now as like a 34 year old so he still has it in the bag like if you guys want to i don't know i'm not going to talk about it but like they're bashing Chris Paul, but he missed two games out of 10 for the Rockets. People want to talk about, uh, they don't want to talk about how Gordon missed three games. They don't want to talk about James Harden. James Harden missed three games as well out of the 10. That's almost three losses if you're going to, you know, and some of their games were even staggered too, because it wasn't just Chris Paul missing games and Harden missing games and Eric Gordon missing games all at the same time. There, Some of theirs were staggered and they missed like certain games. So that's a lot of losses. I don't know why um, Carmelo was blamed so hard. Like you literally had three of your starters or three of your players that get key minutes like in Eric Gordon, Chris Paul and Harden. All those guys, key minutes, missing out games. Uh, and, you know, you're surprised that you're four and six. I don't think the media knew that or they didn't care that Harden was out, that Gordon was out, that, you know, Chris Paul was out. Like, you can't blame, you know, 
uh, Carmelo, and in some of those games, uh, Carmelo averaged like 24 points, you know? I believe he dropped 28 when Harden was out. So, like, you cannot blame Melo for, you know, three starters missing, you know, games. Like, if you don't have three starters, you're not going to win. Like, imagine LeBron, AD, and um, what is his name? Like, JaVale not starting or, you know you know, what is it, uh, Avery Bradley missing a game, like, we kind of struggled even when just Avery Bradley was out, imagine if we had another starter out, like, I'm just saying, I think people don't, like, this is the most facts thing I can say, like, key players missed games, how can you blame Melo for losing those games, it was not Melo's fault for team success, literally, they're missing three starters, and speaking of Eric Gordon missing those games, in the games he did play, he played terribly, and people want to talk about how, uh, and, uh, what is it, I'm gonna bring up stats about his, um, his start of early November, and, um, what is it, uh, late October, and I don't want anybody to just attribute this to, you know, Melo taking his touches, because this year, he's averaging even worse stats, so, um, I could bring up the stats for you guys right now, and I will, okay, he's, uh, in that seven game, you know, seven games he played before Melo was released, or, you know, was traded, I forget what happened to him, oh my gosh, so many things have happened, I actually forgot what happened to him, I think he got traded to, like, the Hawks, or was that before, did he get traded to the Hawks and then released, and then just never, or, no, I don't, I don't know but in that seven games that Eric Gordon played he averaged 15 points four rebounds 1.5 assists on 24 percent shooting from the three-point line um you know he he didn't shoot well at all and like I said if you want to attribute this to Melo taking his touches making him you know be a terrible player he is terrible this year too for his start in his first like nine games because they're six and three in his first nine games he's averaging 10 points two rebounds shooting 67 from the free throw line 25 from three and 28 percent from the field goal line in 29.4 minutes and if you guys don't know 29.4 minutes is the same exact stats as carmelo anthony carmelo anthony 29.4 eric gordon 29.4 we can compare the stats right now and i'll tell you eric gordon is looking far worse in both seasons than carmelo Carmelo from 2018-2019 was averaging 13-5 in one block, shooting 40% from the field and 33 from the three. Okay? So that's 13 points, stumps the Eric Gordon's 10 points. Five rebounds, stumps Eric Gordon's two rebounds. Shooting 67 from the free throw is worse than Melo's 78. Like, com- like come on. 40% from the field is far worse than 28 from the or far better than 28 from the field. 33 from the three is better than 25 from the three. And these are stats for a 34-year-old player compared to Eric Gordon. So he played better than him. I don't know why people want to blame Melo. And I'm gonna keep saying that I'm gonna keep ranting because it doesn't make sense why he was, you know, um scapegoated so hard. It actually gets me angry and it, it actually confused me so much when I looked up these stats. Like it actually did. And uh, also to go to back to that 10 game stretch, because I know what I do want to say, though, is <clears throat> some of these stats are skewed. Some of these stats are skewed heavy. Um, probably James Harden's is plus minus is skewed heavy in the in a good way and a bad way because he didn't play 10 games. So and they did lose some of those games. So his plus minus could be worse. It could be better. And also because it's 10 games, you don't really get a good sample size. It's not very, very large. But what I do want to say in that 10 games, um, you know, that they did play. The plus minuses of all the players were were terrible. 
were terrible. It wasn't just Mellow. Mellow's was negative nine point nine, a negative nine. You could say that's terrible. You can start getting getting on him, saying, "Oh yeah, he's a terrible player because of that." But when you realize that Tucker's was negative eight point two, Capello's was negative seven point two, CP's was negative twelve point five, Harden's was negative six point five, Gordon's was negative six point seven. Like, come on, bro. They played terrible when they were in the game. All of them, every single one of them. But it wasn't just Mellow. He has a negative nine. It does not even close to negative thirteen, almost from Chris Paul. It's about Tucker's negative eight point two. It's right there. You cannot blame Mellow for his negative point nine because or negative nine because everyone was you know far worse or a little bit a little bit better, just a little bit. Like a little bit isn't gonna cut it as a team when you're still in the negatives. That means you're losing when you're in the game. Like I could see if someone's was positive. The only one that was positive was Gerald Green's. Gerald Green's was like point three. Gerald Green. You're telling me Gerald Green is your player that you're going to, you know, keep in the game because his plus minus is 0.3? And I know plus minus is skewed and all that, but I have to rant. You cannot say that Melo caused this team success. Everyone was failing as a team. Everyone. When Melo was in the game, it wasn't just him struggling. It was it was the whole team. It was, you know, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't just him attributing to it. It was, you know, Tucker. It was Gordon. It was Harding. It was Capella. It was CP. It was everyone. And, you know, honestly, I think their start, their terrible start, is not even, has anything to do with Melo. It has to do with how they lost Trevor Ariza and Luke Mbamute. All those great defenders. All I have to say about that. Because... Uh, what is it? Right now, they're 6-3, and three, with Eric Gordon averaging worse stats than Carmelo. But they are used to not playing with Trevor Ariza and Luka Mbamute, and they have Russell Westbrook now. So, you know, they, they traded Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul. They got a better player. They, you know, they're kind of used to not playing with Ariza anymore, and it wasn't Ariza and Mbamute anymore. So, they're used to that. And now they're 6-3 and three from 4-6. and six. So, all I have to say is I think... The loss of Trevor Ariza and Luka Mbamute really hurt them, and it really, um, it really made it a tough start to the season. But I think once they caught on, you know, and they they like kind of realized how to play without Ariza in them, they started hooping again. But it wasn't Melo, so I don't think Melo should have been released at all. And just to note real quick, Melo was averaging these same stats in OKC. He just averaged more points. He averaged the same rebounds. He shot the same field goal percentages. Um, like he shot the same percentages, all of that. He had similar stats. So it's not like they were getting a different Melo that was terrible. Like he averaged the same exact stats except points. The only thing is that his points went down 2.5. That's it. That's literally it. He probably got less touches than field goal attempts. I can look it up right now. He probably he probably did. Like I don't want to look it up, but he probably did. I, you know what? Nah. You guys are gonna see a, a moment of silence right now as I actually look it up. Cause that's actually insane, what they did to him. I'm telling you. Like I'm legit looking it up right now on my computer. Cause nah, nah. Like for real. I'm actually so confused and it bothers me why he's not in the league. So he as as in 2018, 10 games played, he shot 12.1 shots. In OKC, he shot 15 shots. That's three more shots, and you're getting three more points. His field goal percentages were the same. Three-point percentages were the same. He shot the same exact... Oh, he shot better than from the field, you know, in every um, category almost. Or, I mean, what is it? Uh, yeah, he shot, shot better in OKC, of course, but he didn't shoot exponentially better. He shot like... Actually, his focal percentage was better in Houston. His three-point percentage was, um, you know, a little bit worse. But that's, come on, like, he shot less shots. Like, it's not like they were getting a different mellow. They were getting the same exact mellow who, were, who was just taking less shots and, of course, scoring less. How can they blame him? How can they blame him? 
That's all I want to know. And when I uh, when I'm going back to Ariza and Mabamute, I their defense was terrible this year, 2018, 2019, or last year. Their defense was terrible, and I think that contributes to why they had such a terrible start. Their defense was nowhere near what they were last year. Ariza did so much things for them, so many things. He did so many things. He shot well from the corner, from the three, in period, like period. Shot three, well from the three. He shot, um, what is it? I mean, he played great defense. Like, he was probably the anchor of their defense, him and Capella. So, it's just like, it's insane. Um, as a player, he averaged um, on the, the Houston Rockets. What is it? He averaged 1.5 steals. 1.8 the year before that. Two. Like, he averaged 1.5 steals for them. Uh, you know, like, come on. <clears throat> like, come on. He was one of their best defensive players, and he anchored them. And Mabamute, like... I, I like uh, the the defensive rating was just insane. Like I'll bring it up right now, and it was insane. It's insanely different. Um, the defensive rating in 2017 with Ariza, so 2017-2018 season where they went 65 and 17, um, it was 106.1. That was their defensive rating, and that was sixth in the NBA. Sixth, sixth in the NBA. This year, or last year, sorry, uh, their defensive rating was 110.7, which is 17th in the NBA. Their, their plus minus also as a team was 8.5 their plus minus as a team last year was 4.8 you see the difference like it wasn't carmelo guys and and then uh points allowed they averaged 100 they allowed 104 points per game sixth in the nba this year or last year oh my god last year they averaged uh the opponents averaged 109 points per game a five point jump 17th in the nba as well i don't think that Carmelo made them worse. I think the loss of Trevor Ariza, the loss of Baba Mute, the loss of these key pieces that play defense for them, like their defense just went downhill. Like their defense just got extremely worse. And what's funny is, yeah, their offense got better. Excuse me. Yeah, their offense got better, but their defense just got so exponentially worse. It just took such a downhill turn that I don't think during that, I mean, I mean, what is it? During that 10 game stretch, I think that's what caused their, um, their struggles. Like they couldn't play defense and that's why their plus minuses were negative because Harden was still averaging 30 in those, in that, in those games, but their plus minus was so bad because they couldn't play defense. And once they realized what they got to do, you know, to kind of counter out, counteract that, then I'm pretty sure, cause Dan Tony's an offensive superstar, you know, he's offensive genius. So I don't know why I said superstar, but he's offensive genius and he knows uh, how to, you know, get that plus minus up. So eventually he did, but when you're 10 games in, it's kind of hard to, you know, get that installed 10 games in like oh we're kind of bad at defense you know but um yeah that's all i wanted to say i brought up all those stats bro i wish i could have made this into a mike krizemba type video where i got all the stats like side by side so you guys can really see but i don't know guys tell me what you guys think personally i think carmelo anthony deserves to be in the nba still and even if he doesn't he should never be blamed for what he did against the Rockets ever, ever again. He was gate, he was a scape, he was scapegoated, and he deserves to be in the NBA. And he was like terribly blamed, like I said, just terribly blamed. It, it really gets me mad when I'm looking at his stats and just looking at how bad they they played the year before, or the year after. They literally before Ariza, I mean before uh, Carmelo, they played so well. With Ariza, they, I mean, w- oh my God, I cannot speak. 
they played so well with Ariza and Mbamute before Carmelo, and then they lose those guys, and then people want to blame Carmelo for them not playing well when it's really because their defense was just terrible. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think uh, in my on my IG or whatever. Tell me all what you guys think. But anyway, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this video. Make sure to uh, you know share it. Uh, listen to this and um, I'll be back probably next week with a new podcast um, and I'm out guys peace